Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession? Have I not learned my lesson? Pittsburgh Steelers fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Tuesday night. It's 9 o'clock. We had a week off, and now we are back. This is the Scobro Show. With me, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? Going well, rested, rejuvenated. Time to talk Steelers football. Yeah, I mean, this was my first chance doing the the musical intro live. I, that's usually something that I put in post production with our YouTube stuff uh, whenever we go to produce the show. And then Brian figured out this great thing to do. So this is this was kind of new here in our here in our intro music coming in. This was I you know I I feel, almost feel like we're going to have to we talked to to Jerry Cherry Band who. By the way, that's my favorite song by him, the one that we use for the show. Um, that that we talked about it, maybe even that we might be doing something a little bit more on our own. But uh, some things in my life kind of went haywire, and we might have to get back to that now. If we're going to, uh, we need to get back to that. If we're, we're going to be doing these intros on the live side as well, and not just the audio. For those of you on the audio side, you're probably wondering what we're talking about. But on YouTube, on Facebook Live, you had a nice musical intro tonight. If you just so happen to catch it. So, and now I also know that sometimes for the live, for the people in the live chat, um, it, the, when it, when it kicks in, we're already started the show, um, a few seconds later and you might not have caught the music, but if not go back and rewatch the video, cause you've got great, a great song by Jerry Cherry Band. Let's get the Steelers stuff. Steelers. I did two podcasts the last two days that 
weren't on my normal schedule. I had a podcast on breaking news Monday, and then I did a podcast uh, 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 where I was doing a recap of a press conference today. The press conference was Art Rooney II announcing officially the new name of the Steelers' home stadium. Rich, how you feeling about it? Who cares? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, some people are up in arms. They're like, oh, this is this is terrible. You know, it doesn't matter I, because I, I they don't call what they want to call it. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. watch or go to games because of the name of the stadium. Absolutely. I watch and go to the games because of the name, name of the team. Because it's funny, like people say, it's the name on the front of the jerseys, not on the back. Now, the Steelers don't have their name on the front of the jerseys. They have them on the helmets. So maybe that's what you say. It's the name on the helmet, not the name on the back of the jersey or the name on the the stadium. And here's what's interesting. I will say one thing. Steel Dog 88 does give us $5 into the tip jar and says, makes me want to say, acupuncture stadium. Um, thanks, Steel Dog, for stealing that. I was going to do that in my best Pittsburgh dad. Say, oh, what's this? Double or odds? Feel good. Now we got to get under that old acupuncture stadium. Now, um, and there's there's something that got me thinking. I, honestly, I'm pretty sure I saw someone share it on Twitter where it was from Tone Diggs, you know, from the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show. He's like, you know, if you say it right, you know, it's it's Accusure. Accusure. Well, if you want to, you could say it a little bit more twangy and you could be Accusure. You could be Accusure. Then you leave off the Accu and then it's just shore. You're going down to the shore. Well, where's where's the stadium? It's on the North Shore. So you can still go down to the shore. Uh, that's such a stretch, though, to have to do it. I don't know if you heard this or not today from, from Art Rooney, but he said he thanked, he thanked high. He was asked about the ketchup bottles. And he thanked Heinz for their sponsorship for 21 years and said that they're that that it's it's not that they're breaking all ties with the Heinz. They're still in negotiation with some other sort of of sponsorship, and perhaps maybe even the ketchup bottles could stay. What do you think about Heinz still sponsoring the red zone? That would not surprise me one one bit. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yep. And Wouldn't surprise me. I guess is the that they could potentially do that at a similar price or even lesser price than what they were paying for their sponsorship, which was a heck of a deal, by the way. Uh-huh. I mean... Yeah, now, Art Rooney would not say what the financials were, but they were reported by Jerry Dulock. That was either late last night, early this morning, I'm not sure what time it was, uh, that it was that it was $10 million per, that it was $150 million for 15 years. Which that's a pretty that's penny three, over what they got before. That's three times yeah. the amount per year they were getting from Heinz. Yeah. And yeah. some people are like, well, inflation. Well, even inflation wasn't that much. They're still doing better. And to think that other teams are getting 20 million, that that does help. I'm I'm still a little bit baffled. I don't know at what point or why it was figured out that the Steelers were responsible for the name. Because the Steelers don't own the stadium. The Steelers don't own the stadium. It's owned by I now I can't even remember who it is that that it's the something in sports authority. It's a committee, it, you know, government. It was it was taxpayer money went into building the stadium. The Steelers put I think over seventy five million dollars into the stadium, which was at two hundred eighty one back in two thousand one. But 
the thing is, they don't own the stadium. They lease the stadium. And that was a topic today, that the Steelers' lease runs through 2030, eight more seasons. And this and the, and the naming rights go for another seven years beyond that. So the question is, can they legally make that? Are the Steelers having to up their lease because of, I mean, there's got to be some kind of verbiage in there um, that's going to go with all of that. But I don't know if it's because the Steelers paid part of it or what the deal was. Why do they get to pick the name? If they don't own the stadium and they just they just lease it, why do they get to pick it? Why not? Why not the Panthers? Why not the person who owns it? You, I I couldn't find any information on it. Do you have any clue? Who knows? Who Again, can? And without, who see, cares? without seeing original <laughs> contracts, there's no way to know. Yes. So I'm still like when they're like, "Well, the Steelers are negotiating." I'm like, "Do they really have? There are they the ones that do it?" Uh, I would love for someone if they could if they could give me some insight into this. Please hit me up. My Twitter handle's on the screen. It's STLR Superfan Dad. If you add at gmail.com afterwards, you can email me. I would love to know if anyone knows the details of how that how the Steelers are responsible for that. So that that's that's pretty I mean, it is what it is. AccuSure Stadium. I mean, you're still going to be walking into the same building. It's going to be the same building watching the team play. Um I put a tweet out there saying, hey, under the name Heinz Field, the Steelers never had a losing record in any season, in the regular season at Heinz Field. Their worst one was 4-4 four and four in 2003, which led them to draft Red Ben Roethlisberger and then go 8-0 and the next year, which was their best year. So it's kind of sad, but when you think about it, there's a lot of other things that could be more sad. I think we've talked about it enough, don't you? Yes. Let's talk Pro Bowl. That's what we're talking about now. We we did this topic last year. It was right around the same time. It was either the week before we went on vacation or the week after. Um, I can't remember which one it was, but I found the article that I wrote about our results, which I'll probably do again this year. And that is last year we did our top five Steelers who we felt could make their first Pro Bowl in 2021. Now I'll tell you this. Each of us got one right, and it wasn't the same person. Did you know that that you got one right? Uh, no, I don't remember. All right, so let's. You want to you want to review this? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here was my top five. <laughs> Some of these are going to be funny when you think of that. Number five, Stefan Tuit, <laughs> who, based on the year before, you could you could see why you would think that he could have a Pro Bowl year, but then. Everything happened. He didn't play a snap. Number four for me, Najee Harris, who did make the Pro Bowl. Number three, I had Chase Claypool. Number two, I had Kevin Dotson. And number one, I had Devin Bush. Your top five was number five. You really took a flyer on this one of Robert Spillane, who ultimately they traded for someone else, so he didn't even get to start. Number four, which you said hadn't happened, Which hadn't happened. Hadn't happened yet. Hadn't happened yet. Nope. But – I think Vince Williams had come back, but he hadn't res- retired yet. There was a weird time of the year when we did about this. Number four, you had Tyson Alualu, who, of course, got injured very early. Um, number three, you had Deontay Johnson. Now, some people were like, Deontay Johnson made a Pro Bowl before. No, he had made second-team All-Pro as a kick returner his rookie year, but he was not a Pro Bowler 
um, either in special teams or as a wide receiver. So you got that one right. And then you double dipped at the position, went Chase Claypool number two, and we both had Devin Bush number one because we had high hopes for Devin Bush last year, as a lot of Steeler fans did. And that's why, because he left them so disappointed, so many of them are ready to move on. Anything you want to say about last year's? Nope. Nope. So let's do it again. Let's do it again for this year. Now, first thing we need to do is we need to look at who are the players for the Steelers that have already made a Pro Bowl. And I'm just going to be like, oh, Pro Bowl, it's a popularity contest. It kind of is. It's not as, I wouldn't call it a popularity contest. I would call it a name recognition contest. And the reason I say that is they're like, but the fans vote. The fan vote only counts for a third. If the fan vote counted for more, there would be more Steelers because they do so well. You think that's fair to say? Sure. So then it's coaches and players. And a lot of it is, is name recognition. We, we understand. So that's kind of how the Pro Bowl goes, the, just how it is. And you could make the Pro Bowl, not originally, because both of our selections, Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris, were not original selections to the Pro Bowl. They were alternates that then got called up to go to the Pro Bowl. So here, here's a quick list of some players for the Steelers. I think this is all of them that have made the Pro Bowl. I've got, of course, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, first-timers last year, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, Chris Boswell, and Gunnar Olszewski. Or Shufsky. Oh, Gunnar Rowe <laughs> as, a, as a kick returner. That's that's who we got. Did, did I miss anyone that you know of? Not that I know of. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I do. Um, I don't think so either. So, bottom line is, when we're talking about this about about making it to the Pro Bowl, it's did the player have a good enough season to be classified as one of the best in their position in the league? That's what we're really looking at. It's not about if people liked him or not. It's did they do well on the field? So um, I don't know about you. I'm I'm ready to dive in. I also have a list here of all the players that made it from the AFC last year. So if you we have any questions of, oh, who would they have to knock off? I've got it here right in front of us, just in case we need it. You ready to go? Aren't you being extra cool look at me i'm thorough i'm ready to go i am ready to do this so you want to start with your we're going to do just like last year we're going to do our top five you're going to start with your number five then i'll go to mine and we'll and, and we'll work it out I, first off overall impression was this an easy list or a difficult list this was an easy list see to me i thought it was a difficult list to come up with enough people because all I kept doing was coming up for reasons why it wouldn't be so hard for them to do it. I mean, do you think it was easy because you didn't have tough decisions beyond number five that it was just, oh, I only really have these players? Well, no. I just... You just did it. Okay. <laughs> I just did it. And I have, you know, I'm sitting here like, and there's reasons why, yeah. you know, the reasons why I have guys on here are going to be easy to explain why I put them there. Does that mean okay. they're going to make it? I don't know if nope. they're going to make it or not, no. but I was able to quickly put guys there and be able to explain why. All right, here we go. Number five. I'm ready for it. All right. Number five. I'm going to start off with last year's number one <laughs> and go with Devin Bush. Really? I did. Okay, wait a second. Before you go any further, I just want to tell you, 
My number five is Devin Bush. Because Devin Bush. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to put him on the list again because yes. so many Steeler fans are down. Let's talk about Devin Bush here for a little bit. So many Steeler fans are down on Devin Bush. Wouldn't it? What would it mean to the Steelers if he played well enough to be considered to be in consideration for a Pro Bowl? If he plays well enough to be in consideration for a for a Pro Bowl, our defense will be fantastic, and I could see the team potentially making a deep run into the playoffs. Yes, this would be a great thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and the Pittsburgh Steelers team if that's where Devin Bush is now. Does last notice last year doesn't give us as much hope because he went from number one to number five, right? Is yeah. that what it is? You know, because you, now you, but before we had no idea how he was going to be coming off the injury and we had all this hope of what he was going to do. Then he had last season and he was not the same player. I've talked about this a lot with Jeffrey Benedict. He's like, he just, he didn't have the speed that he needed. And he didn't have the type of defensive line in front of him to be the type of player that he is. He's a great player with a certain type of defensive line. Then all of a sudden, two-thirds of that defensive line is gone, and he couldn't – you needed a different type of linebacker than what Devin Bush could offer, right. but the Steelers didn't really have any any other options. So, to Yeah, to totally agree. So it, it, it's – he's number five based on what he – could be yes and he could also be standing on the sidelines correct yeah i agree but i mean he was a former top 10 pick of the steelers he was a pro bowl alternate his rookie year but did not they didn't call on him to be in the pro bowl so he wasn't a pro bowler but he was on the alternate list and on his in his rookie year got hurt his, his second year his third year was every was what it was. Now, part of the reason Steelers fans are down on him is the Steelers didn't pick up his fifth year option. Do you think that was the right call for the Steelers? Oh, it was the hundred percent the right call for this? Absolutely. Because Does it mean why? that the Steelers are giving up on him? No, no, <laughs> no. It means that if he comes in and has a good year, the Steelers will. Try to negotiate for a new contract with him. Yeah. Think about this. Did TJ Watt play on his fifth year option he without getting not. a new deal? Did Nika Fitzpatrick play on his fifth year option without getting a new deal? He did not. Or he's not so, going to. Yeah. Right. They both got their extension. They got their deals anyway. Maybe the Steelers said, All right, listen here, Devin. I mean, I'm not, I can't say that this is what they did, but I, I could just kind of see this happen. Listen here, Devin. You had a rough year last year come back from injury. Therefore, it's really tough for us to put a high investment because as soon as they do that, that was a that's a guaranteed contract two years from now. And, you know, not this season, which was already guaranteed for him, but the next season, already guaranteed at yep. 10 point whatever million dollars it was going to be for, for what he was. They're like, we, we couldn't put the guaranteed money two years from now. What we need you to do is we, we still want to operate like we're going to be giving you the same kind of deal that we would have after next year anyway. We just want to see you get back to be that player that you were before the injury, and then we can go from there, and let's make it happen. 
Yep. That's the conversation I would have with Devin Bush as someone from the Steelers front office when they did not pick up his fifth-year option. Just say it's just too much to tie up into it with too many unknowns based on your injury. We have all the confidence in the world that you're going to work hard and come back this year. We just have to be able to see it first. That's just me. So um, even if the Steelers would have picked up Devin Bush's fifth-year option, they weren't going to want to have him play under it anyway. Right. Yeah. And if they did, it's because they were stuck with him and didn't want to extend him, but yet was going to have to pay him anyway. So I'm all right that they're doing it because with the new CBA, those values really stepped up. They really stepped up. And it doesn't matter what where you were drafted in the first round like it did on the old CBA. It has everything to do with uh, snaps played, Pro Bowl selections, things of that nature. So do we do do we talk enough about Devin Bush? Um, anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. You good? Okay. Yeah. So what do you know? We're already on this. We did not share our lists ahead of time. Where this is we're completely um going to be surprised by each other's list at all. So it's ironic that with there very right off the bat, we both have the same person. So I gotta make sure I write this down so we'll be able to do this. All right, Rich, who do you got for number four? Number four, James Daniels. James Daniels. All right. What do you have to say about James Daniels? He's already coming in and seeming like he's becoming a leader on the offensive mm -hmm. line. He was, in my opinion, the Steelers' big splash-type free agent signing. Um, there's some really high expectations here. For him, I think the guy can live up to them. I think there's a chance he could make the Pro Bowl. All right. I like that. I'll talk more about him later. Uh, I figured right? you would. Instead, I'm going to talk about someone. I realized I missed someone who's a former pro bowler on the Steelers. Hope it doesn't mess up your list. I don't know. Who are we talking about? It is. Oh, I, I, now I forget the middle name, so I can't do it. It is one Mitch Trubisky. Oh, no, it does not mess up my okay. list. Because you want to know no. what? You want to know who my number four is? Who's that? One, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Don't uh, see it. Huh? Don't no, see it. No, this is why. No, listen to this. Listen to this. This is my scenario. Am I would I bet my house on it? Absolutely not. But think about this. If Kenny Pickett plays this year, it's either going to be for great reasons or disastrous reasons. He's either going the reason it would be disastrous is if the Steelers try to ease him in. Don't he's not the starter right away, and all of a sudden he's either got to come in because of injury or ineffective play, and that's not ideal. But if Kenny Pickett is does so well that he wins the job for week one, then he must be doing pretty good. And for that reason, Mac Jones made it last year as a rookie in the AFC. Do you think he could play better than Mac Jones if he if he was if he was playing so good that the Steelers felt like they couldn't hold him back and had to get him out there week one? Don't you think that would make him better than better than Mac Jones? Who, by the way, made it? We'll see. You know who was not a Pro Bowler last year? Joe Burrow, because he was already going to the Super Bowl when he wasn't an original choice. But Mac Jones was a replacement for Lamar Jackson, who made the Pro Bowl despite hardly playing last year. Um, 
you, I just thought I'm thinking outside the box. It's like it's not like I think Kenny Pickett is going to be the guy right away. I still don't think he's not going to play for the Steelers right away. I like I still have the prediction of I don't even know that he he would even get a helmet right away, if the Steelers don't trade someone away. But if he's that good that he wins the job and he and he legitimately could, it's not like it's impossible for him. If he's that good, then you've got to think maybe he has the chance to put up the numbers to be a Pro Bowler. Just putting that out there. So I just you know thought thought that would be fun to put him there. You any any comments or? Um, I understand why you're doing it. It's just for me. Um. I looked at quarterback. I knew Trubisky wasn't an option, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't – I I couldn't justify or see a scenario where that happened that was more likely than some of the other dudes I put in here. So, Yeah. Well, honestly, every single person that I put on this list, I can give you a great reason not to – why they won't make the Pro Bowl. I can. I, I, can, I can do that. And – I could obviously do it here. I'm just thinking of, of of a scenario that that would be possible, and I could say, "Hey, if he gets if he wins the job, then you've got to be thinking that that's what you want him to be pushing to do." Um, I don't expect it of him, though. All right, so that's it with Kenny Pickett. Number three, who you got, bro? All right, th- this one may be where. Some you may think I stretched a little further, maybe. Okay. Um, but this is, I don't know. I thought this one out and just figured I went there. I'm going to go with Akella Witherspoon. Ah. Yeah, I can. I, I see if, that. If he can come in and and get enough time and continue putting up interception numbers like he was there for a little while last year, mm-hmm. boom, he could definitely make a Pro Bowl. Okay. I will be honest with you. I was torn about double dipping at cornerback. So much so that I didn't put any of them. And here's why I didn't go with a Kella Witherspoon. That dude right now is so bad against the run. I don't know that they can have him on the field all the time. That's my concern with him, right? Which I could have just as easily put him in a place of Kenny Pickett, that, because that, if he if he is adequate against the run and they can keep him on the field, because that's the problem with the cornerback, you got to be on the field all the time in order to be considered one of the best ones. If he's a guy that's only getting 65 percent of the snaps, then that's that that's not going to help him. So if he, I don't know how it's going to play. I out. don't know, but if he's only getting 60, 65% of the snaps and he still puts up big interception numbers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He... No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I okay. had him. I, I, I talked myself out of him, honestly. And on, and really, I probably should have talked myself and out of some of the other ones on this list. I, actually, that's okay. <laughs> I, talk, I talked myself into him. Into him. I got you. Okay. I, I got you. Yeah. So I, I almost, I almost, went with multiple players at that position, but then I was so, I don't know how it's going to shake out. That's my biggest thing. He was actually the fifth guy I put on the list. Yeah. But based on who some of the other guys were, he got you bumped him up. Yeah. The number three. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. And my number three, I'm ready to talk about now is one James Daniels. Okay. Now I was going to put him much higher, 
but I already talked about him. Was it in my, where I'm going through the 53 man or 53, 90 man roster. I think this is where I said this. I'm not putting pro bowl pressure on James Daniels. I am fine. If he just comes in and does a solid job and that's what, and that's what we get from him this year as Steelers fans. I'm fine with that. I don't want to have Pro Bowl aspirations for him. But I also think it's possible. But the reason I don't – there's only one reason I, I have him three and not one. One reason. And that is name recognition is huge on the offensive line. Yep. And you generally make the Pro Bowl a year after you should. Yep. And it might take him a year of being the – the guy on the Steelers offensive line, if they can improve and if he can, if he can show what he can, I think it's a great fit for what the Steelers appear to try to be doing with their offensive line, with their new coach and Matt Canada and blah, blah, blah. And what he, what Daniels can do. I'm hoping it's a great situation for him, but I think sometimes it might take that extra year. The other thing was I wanted, I, cause this is what I did want to talk about. I gotta, I gotta be able to bring this up here. Who were the Pro Bowl guards last year in the AFC? They were Quentin Nelson, Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio, and Roger and Roger Stafford with the Titans, who I don't think is with the Titans anymore. And I'm trying to see if any of them were replacements. Uh, Stafford was, um, he was a replacement for Quentin Nelson. The next replacement behind Quentin Nelson was Trey Hendrickson, who then was playing in the game, so it wasn't him. And then that's when Saffold got in. So those are some uh, those are some pretty decent names there when 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 you look at it of how it could ultimately play out. So it's it's not like he he doesn't have any competition, but at the same time, I think it might take another year for people to know his name. So, yep. We, and you already talked about Daniel, so are you good? About Daniels, okay, and then yep. I talked about Witherspoon. You've got enough about Witherspoon? Got enough about Spoon. All right, got enough Spoon. All right, then let's hear your number two. I, I, I'm wondering if you're going to have some of the same ones I have. I'm, I'm really curious. Go ahead, number two. Number two, Chase Claypool. <laughs> your big bad Chase Claypool. You are ready. You are already for – you had him up there last year as number two. Yep, and uh, – my thought for that was, okay, you say you can be a top three wide receiver in the league. Now put your money where your mouth is. Don't tell me, show me. That's right. Yeah. And if he does, he's a pro bowler. Yeah. That's a great choice. I did not go with Chase Claypool because of the Deontay Johnson factor. Because, you know, when you already have one Pro Bowl wide receiver, it's hard to have two. The Steelers did it. They did it with A.B. and Juju in the same year. But, I mean, that was a crazy good offense as well. The Steelers aren't looking – it's hard to say that their offense is going to be their strength. Uh, Deontay Johnson's established himself. Some people want to move on from Deontay Johnson. I have an article about him coming out for tomorrow. So – but the question is, if Chase Claypool can outperform him, then it could be him. What's up? My question is, is um, part of the play into this is the fact that there is a change at the quarterback position. I can see it. Yep. Deontay Johnson, I, to me, is he's very good, 
but Ben targeted him a lot, and he and yes. Ben had a chemistry. Yep. Does that show up elsewhere? So. Yeah. I actually have an article tomorrow, my Deontay Johnson article. It's it's about something I talked about on Steelers Stat Geek uh, a few weeks ago. If you didn't hear that that podcast where I broke the wide receivers into tiers, um, go go back and check that one out. That was, oh, it wasn't what, the last. It was the is, next to last is, one. What did you so, do? Sit, what did you do? Sit on them? Yeah, make them cry. Put yeah. them in tears. But no, it was it was. Uh, I really I I had a lot of people reach out to me and that they really liked. Uh, like what what I did there, and I was shocked at how how great Deontay Johnson was numbers wise last year. I did not realize the elite class he was in that that he really was. Um, and I know Steelers fans would have complained about him, but I also understand if the Steelers want to wait to sign him because they want to see if it was the Roethlisberger to Johnson connection is what was so great. Right, and that's, so I, I could see that. I'm very interested to see that as well. I went back mm-hmm. and looked at some highlight, some game highlight tapes, and um, I noticed a lot of Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Um, but let me t- and Deontay Johnson was making some really good and tough catches here and there. Mm-hmm. He had a quarterback that was willing to put to 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 throw the ball and had a lot of trust in him. Yes. Again, does that continue? That's a great that, question. That's. It's hard and, to tell, so. and honestly, if if Deontay Johnson doesn't have a big drop off, but Chase Claypool passes him up, then it, then it would be Claypool that, you, that that you'd be looking for. The other question is: Is Chase Claypool going to be playing more in the slot this year? Because that's one of the one of the options. And is that going to be better or worse for him? Right. So there's a and a lot of people were down on Chase Claypool. Oh, he didn't have a strong second year. He was almost almost statistically the same with the exception of the touchdowns. Yep. I mean, it was, I mean, 15 yards difference, I think. And like four less receptions. And I think he, cause he might've played in one. I don't know if he played in one less game or the same amount of games. It, it's crazy how we, how close it was, but it wasn't the touchdowns when he went from 11 receiving touchdowns down to two that not, not 11 receiving nine receiving touchdowns, 11 touchdowns total down to two. That's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big drop in a key statistic. Okay. Um, so that was your number two was Chase Claypool. You ready for my number two? Do it. I'll tell you. I double dipped at a position. Shame on you. I double dipped. You ready to make their first Pro Bowl? Going from you're a double dipper. Disgusting teal blue to the black and gold. I've got Miles Jack. Miles Jack has never made a Pro Bowl. And if Miles Jack comes in and does the things that the Steelers were wanting out of Devin Bush, and he can do those things well, I think he could get noticed on this on this great defense. I just think there's a potential. Now, was is am I once again? I'm not betting my house on it because it has to be the right fit and has to show that it has to work. But if it does work. My goodness, that could really be something. So that's why I went with Jack. Anything you want to say about that? Um, another one of yours. Um, <clears throat> I could see it happening. I don't know if the probability of it happen- happening is as high as what I typically am looking for. Yeah. But, I mean, he had some I could see it. really I could good see seasons. It. So that's yeah. that's the thing there. Now he's not coming off the strongest year in Jacksonville last year, but that was a mess. 
Um, he, but you know, Devin Bush not coming off the strongest year with the Steelers last year. So that's why I'm saying if, if we're willing to put Devin Bush there and say, he's going to be something. If miles Jack is more than Devin Bush, then that's why I have him up there as my number two guy. So anything else you want to say about that? Are you ready to get to the number unos? Whatever you want to do, we can move along. No, I, I don't want to cut you off and not give you a chance to say something. Um, to. No, uh, just I, I'll be honest. I really haven't seen and know enough Miles Jack to really form yeah. a great big opinion on that. Um, wouldn't it be? Yeah, boy, of all places to double dip, you double dipped it inside linebacker. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know why? I mean, come on, we are so terrible but there. So, but there's so much potential for growth there, you know? Yeah, but we talking Pro Bowl growth? Come on now. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go to number one. Go to number one, Rich. Who's your number one? I can sum up my number one in one word. I, th- I think I know what it is. Booth. I already wrote it down. I already wrote it down. Do you wonder why? Because that's, that's your number one. As well. yeah. <laughs> so, any again, cons- again yeah. the positives, I'll tell you the negatives. I was back again. Like I said, I probably watched five or six games of highlight tape over the past few past few days. Just I don't know. I was bored and watched one and just started watching some more. I'll tell you what. That guy can ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just comes down to that guy can ball. And if and if he has any kind of jump from year one to year two, I could easily see him making a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, absolutely. What's what's his biggest problems? What's the biggest thing working against? Pat Frerbooth making the Pro Bowl. Um, gee whiz. I'm, again, I can go into lists the things that. I, to me, I only got one. I'm ready. I'm ready for him to explode. You ready? You know what my one is? What? Look at the names of the guys that made it ahead of him. That's yeah. Well, that that's big, but also look yeah. at. You know, you're sitting there talking about Deontay Johnson getting targets and Chase Claypool getting targets and, you know. Uh, what's the chemistry going to be with the quarterbacks and some of the same other things we're talking about that all plays mm-hmm. in as well. Yeah. Let's look at receiving yards from last year. Um, and I'll just, I'll just do the AFC. I'll, well, some of these, I'll try to skip over the NFC or, or I'll at least, I'll at least note that they're NFC. All right. Receiving yards by tight ends last year. Number one was Mark Andrews, Baltimore Two, Travis Kelsey, Kansas city. Three was Pitts Atlanta at NFC. Four, four was Kittle, NFC. Five was Dallas Goddard, NFC. Dalton Schultz, NFC. Rob Gronkowski, NFC. Okay. Mike Gusecki, Miami. Okay. Zach Ertz, NFC. Noah Fant, AFC. Oh, wait, now he's in the NFC. That's right. He's in Seattle. He was part of that trade. But then you've got Darren Waller. Okay. Then you've got um, Komet Komet, Komet, whatever, from KMET, from Chicago, NFC. Then you've also got Hunter Henry in New England. And then, after another NFC, then you've got Dawson Knox in Buffalo. You've got, yeah, Jared Cook for the Chargers. Okay, before you get down to Pat Framuth. 
Now, Patty, Patty Firm, who did not have the most yards last year, had 497 yards. That was 19th among among tight ends. He was just ahead of CJ. What is it? The dude from the Bengals, <laughs> CJ. Uzoma. Is it Uzama? Uzoma? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, that's where Fermuth came in yards. So when you look at it, he's got a lot of guys to pass, and they take two. They take two. And right now the standard is Mark Andrews and, and Travis Kelsey. But the one thing I think Fermuth's got going for him is that he plays in the same division as Andrews. So that's hopefully going to be, you know, if he outshines him two different times during the season, that comes in huge. Yep. Now, if you look at touchdowns, though, Fermuth was sixth if, in touchdowns for, for tight ends. He was behind Andrews, Kelsey, Hunter Henry, and Dawson Knox, all four AFC guys who, who tied the, with the NFL lead for nine touchdowns. Then it was Dalton Schultz. Then it was Pat Fremuth. Then it was a bunch of NFC guys. So he's up there in touchdowns, but then again, so are the other AFC guys. But I just like, if you could take what he did and build on that, I mean, my goodness, if he hits, if he hits 10, 10 touchdowns his second year, he hits double digit touchdowns. That would have led the league last year. Yeah. I don't know if it'll lead the league next year or not, but we'll see. So I think that's why I put him there because I look at, hey, even if he just sees this much growth, they really didn't get him going with the offense early on in his rookie year. They no, they, they limited his snaps the first few weeks. Yeah. So, but, well, you know, Eric Ebron missed two games, came back, but even when he came back, it was already, already Muth's, Muth's job. He was the one. You know, uh, from when I'm trying to remember, I know he missed what games was it? I know Ebron missed the Chicago game, um, and the one right before that. So you were at the Chicago game. You remember what week that was? I, I that was, was like no, week, it was in November, yeah, eight or nine. Because yeah, so and that he missed that, and then that then he got knocked out for the season in the Chargers game, and it was definitely all Muth. But Muth had taken over the number one before that. So I'm, and he just to me was getting better and better. He did miss the Kansas City game in the regular season last year, so he played 16 games. But I think, my goodness, it would be tough based on his position. But I also think that he's a guy in the offense, especially people like to talk about how Matt Canada likes to use the tight ends. Let's let's get creative and and use us some 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 mooth and, and get that game going and really make him a weapon. Sorry, I just kind of went on a rant there <laughs> of, of uh, my of my Muth rant. You know. Yeah. So 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 let's look at that. He last year, let, let's look at these numbers just because this was this was a good one. Last year, Pat Frayermuth had 497 yards on 60 receptions with seven touchdowns. Also, of all players in the top 20 in yards in the NFL last year. Only CJ from Cincinnati who had less yards than him. And I think there was one other maybe. Let me see if I can find it. Nope. He's the only other one that had a higher catch percentage than Pat Fairmuth. Pat, Pat Fairmuth had a had a 75.9% catch percentage as a, as a rookie tight end last year, according to football reference. He had 60 receptions on 79 targets. So That's pretty impressive when you really yeah. think about it. And I mean, think about that. I know 
this is how much Steelers Nation loves Patty Framuth. If he pulls that ball win against Minnesota, my goodness. But that was a phenomenal defensive play, and I did not expect him to catch that ball the way they were all over him. I didn't really hear people giving him a hard time about not making that catch. Did you? No. He gave himself a hard time. Yeah. But but you know that 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 was going to be a real tough one. And you think about catches like that. I mean, that's that's what he had. I'm I want to go back. Hold on. I'm going to check something real quick because I I'd, I'd really like to see uh let's see where is he again. I want to see what Pro Football Reference has for him in in under his advanced stats. Um under his they had him with two drops on the year. Okay, that was a drop percentage of 2.5. Um they they had him with a really good um he he had a passer rating of 121.1 on passes where he was targeted where he was targeted. Um that's that's pretty good. Um he had eight broken tackles. Okay. Um on, of what they had him down for for stats. So that's some pretty good stuff. My thing is, do you, do you see him? Do you see Fairmouth getting um, enough of improvement? I don't know if I'd jump him all the way up to a thousand yards next year, but no. do you see him more up up in the eight hundred yeah. plus range? That's where I'd see him. Um, okay. Eight 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 twenty eight forty. Okay, somewhere like that. Um, probably up around. 80 receptions. I was going to say 75 to 80. And um, again, probably up in that nine to 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even, even eight would be great going up one number, but yeah, nine and 10 touchdowns. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. So a lot of expectations for Pat Fairmouth. Um, And if he, and even if he has a year that was similar to his rookie year, that would still be all right because he's, he's still doing pretty good. So um, anything else you want to say about it? I kind of, no, kind of went, I kind of went off on 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 our um, on our Patty Fermuth. Let's go to the big question. I think everyone knows what the big question is going to be. Um, uh, I'm not going to type out a bunch of words because I'm going to explain it better, and that is, we just did our top five list of first time of who we think could be first-time Pro Bowlers for the Steelers this year. I want to know who is your number one choice. Now, your number one choice was Pat Ferrarmuth. My number one choice was Pat Ferrarmuth. I want in the live chat for you all to tell me who is your number one to be to make the Pro Bowl for the first time for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 2022 season. Now, just – we, we, you you could think about it being in out a little bit outside the box, or you could go with uh, whatever whatever reasons you have. So I kind of jumped that on people real quick. So I got to give them a a second to answer. So um, okay, we'll go with this one. Steel Dog eighty eight. He says Dan Moore Junior. But Dan Moore Junior got a score of zero. Yeah, and one in that one. Game. <laughs> Yeah. My thing is, I think Dan Moore Jr. could take a big step this year. But just like I said, when we were talking about James Daniels, I think it would take another year of name recognition beyond that. 
Um, because George Teston says hoping for Dotson. See, Dotson didn't get the name recognition last year because he got hurt partway through. So I didn't know about and that. And as much as I wanted to put him in there, I wasn't going to double dip on the offensive line. I thought James Daniels was yeah. better. Choice. And I thought James Daniels was the top choice of them. Reginald Rivers had one that I almost went with. I almost went with this one over Kenny Pickett. And that's George Pickens. But the biggest reason I, I didn't is I don't know the Steelers sometimes ease their wide receivers in. They didn't, I mean, even Juju Smith-Schuster didn't get a reception until his second game. It happened to be a touchdown on a shovel pass. But um, but it took a little bit to ease him in some. You know, you could go back to the whole Mart Martavis Bryant thing. I don't think it's going to be that much. But uh, I honestly thought about, you know, that could be another wide receiver if they put up more numbers than Deontay Johnson could actually sneak in. Okay. Uh, Steeler Chick 46 says, big press, Presley Harvin. He, if he started to come around a little bit last year. Um, and I thought he did well in the wild card game. He's just got to get his consistency down. Yep. So um, BF Bud, he says, Mooth. Um, Thomas Riley has a question. He says, first time as a Steeler? No, first time ever. So no, Gunnar O and Mitch Trubisky are not eligible. They have done it. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh says more, Dan Moore Jr. Um, here we go. Got a big jump here because a lot of people. State of the Steelers says Devin Bush. Bounce back here. Kathy Ford says George Pickens. Um, George OTJ says Muth. Okay. I, I like this one. I like um, this one. Uh, for Sherry. Uh, yeah. Put Sherry's up there. Sherry I'm a, actually, boom. He was in consideration for me yeah. as well, Sherry. Yeah. Uh, she said, I'm going to surprise you and say Edmonds. The thing is, is Edmonds going to get the flashy numbers that would make him a choice over Minka? And Minka didn't even make it last year. So those are things to consider. But I would love, I mean, I I still think Terrell Edmonds has gotten better every season. I, I do. So um do I, do I only because it's Russ and I accidentally blocked him one time. Not blocked him, I accidentally put him in timeout one time when I shouldn't have. Um, because I hit the wrong name. Um, so I'm gonna give him, even though he puts three names out here. He says, I think Calvin Austin and Pickens both wild too, and Bush will bounce back. Okay. This was one I considered for mine to double dip at corner. This would have been the other one. Eric Pereira or per Pereira. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with that. Says Wallace. Levi Wallace coming in from Buffalo. Boy, if he does, that would be a, a big signing for the Steelers. Okay. Um, Bart Mackey says, Ogan Joby. I have a tough time. And like, notice neither one of us said Alex Highsmith. It's so tough to have two players at the same position make it. Yeah. So that would be the thing. If Ogan Joby makes it, that would mean Cam Hayward might have it down here. I'm not. Sure that I'm going to say that, but he's a good player. I could see that as well. Also, don't know if he'll play enough snaps, just because he hasn't been a high snap guy his whole career. Um, uh, Michael O'Malley says Daniels is the wild card. Leadership in a mean streak. Um, let's see. Uh, Tyler Barr says Jack has a good year and has the name recognition. I think he does have enough of the name recognition where if he has a strong year, he could do it. That's part of the reason why I did it. Um, Let's see any of them here that I'm saying that other than just commenting on it. Oh, there, Thomas Riley. He says Claypool. Do you already have one? He might have already had one. I can't remember. Uh, Devin Logan says Trubisky, but that one doesn't count because he's doesn't already count. made a It's already made a And I said the name right. <laughs> um, for he's Eric. Just be, he's just being nice. Eric, you don't have to yes. be nice to Dave. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's really all we got here right now. Um, if any more sneak in, 
um, we'll, we'll do it. But this, this is always a fun activity. It's a great thing to talk about before training camp. Cause you know what? They get to training camp, they get into preseason games and we start already, you know, feeling the, the way we were. Would you have felt the same? Would you have put Devin Bush as number one on the list after the preseason last year? No, I can't remember that. Yeah. That I'm thinking I'm, I'm not, I don't know about after the preseason. I can't remember. I know I probably wouldn't have early in the season last year to me. We were both at the Denver game. I thought Devin Bush was finally starting to play a little bit more free. After four games on on that injured knee, I thought he was starting to play free. And you know what happened in that game? He got injured and left the game. And I'm like, that might have been one of the right things. You got to put this one up. (laughs) Yeah, Trey Richards says people would die if if it was Mason Rudolph. I got to say this. If you're not checking out BehindTheSealCurtain.com, you're really missing out. There is one commenter that I really love that (laughs) he just sneaks into every comment about. And it's it's very subtle. It's very talented about just stating so matter-of-factly about Mason Rudolph being the quarterback this year. It, it, it's hilarious. It really is. So uh, that that's some that, that that's some really uh, really funny stuff. So make sure you are checking out behindthesteelcurtain.com and make sure you're checking out all our podcasts. There were some. I already said that I had the breaking news podcast that was on earlier today before this one, but we also had you know the the cutting room floor, the fantasy fix. Well, it's not fantasy fix. It's the fix. Sorry, because it could be fantasy, could be draft, could be any kind of football fix. Um, that, that goes on there that they had, they had great shows today. Uh, tomorrow morning, you'll be, you'll be, you know, after this show, you don't have to wait long until you hear the next let's ride. So uh, make sure you're checking out all that. So do, has any more come up yet, Rich? Did you see? Nope. Okay. So this was, it's just a fun exercise. you now rich. Do you realize two weeks from tonight, you and I are going to be talking about the Steelers reporting teletrobe. And add another two days to that, and I will be at training camp. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that you're going. It just it it you know the summer drags on, and it seems so long and so far away. But next thing you know, boom, here comes football. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be honest. One of the things that got me going that I know that I'm getting close. The corn stand is open right down the street for me. <laughs> from corn on the cob. I drove by today. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna get some corn. So I know it's that time of year. We're in the second half of we're getting into that second half of summer. So Rich, you go ahead and, and give us your final thoughts here. Hey, the final thoughts, you know, in the end, you know, we're sitting here talking about guys we want to see make the Pro Bowl. Honestly, I don't want to see any of these guys play in the Pro Bowl. I want to see him play. No, you're right. No, I don't want to see any of them play in the Pro Bowl. They can be named, but I don't want to see them play. Um, and as you said, you know, we're looking just about two weeks out till we can we can really get started down that path and uh, start climbing that stairway to seven. Can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the same. How?
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.